At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Monday morning, October 7th, 2019, the Reading the Book Podcast with Jill Alexander. Week six, guessing lines. Hard to believe we're already at week six. This is the exercise that gives you a start to your handicapping of the upcoming weekend's NFL games. It's an interactive exercise designed for you to play along, come up with your own lines, and find out what Chris Andrews, my mishpucha, the South Point Hotel Casino Sports Director, will put on the board to open things up on a Monday morning. Last week served me well. Four and one ATS in terms of contest picks, which kind of were consistent with what I came up with on guessing lines. Hopefully it works out that well again. Never a guarantee, but that's what we strive for anyway. Do it yourself. Guess some lines along with us. Chris Andrews and guessing lines of Beating the Book podcast staple. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. You want those idiots who believe in analytics? Oh, yes. Treated with a regaling of hail to the Redskins as I walked in the studio this morning. It is Gil Alexander. It is VEASAN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Sirius XM Channel 204, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sling Game Plus, however you're taking us in. Jeff Parles is here as well, producer number five, Parlay was happening. Good morning, Gil. We have our first firing in the National Football League, Jay Gruden, no surprise. If you have that at uh, faraway places, you cash it three to one. Congratulations to you. No surprise to anybody. We'll get to the Redskins. Oh, yes, we will. I got more to say. Remember that rant they put in in case you missed Vison last week about the Redskins? I got a little more to say. Just anger. Anger this morning. Um, As the Redskins fall to 0-5, predictably. How did you uh, do in your non-participatory contests? (laughs) Well, remember, I'm out of last man standing. I got KO'd two weeks ago. I got KO'd week one. So uh, at least I made for, made it further than you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it uh, would have been a three and two week. But uh, I, I can't compare with you and Todd Wishnev, who both four and had one. hot weeks at four and one. Four and one. I finally woke up. Good time to wake up, though, <clears throat> as the uh, second uh, quarterly of Circa begins. Four and one. The Bears got me. 
The Bears were the team that got me. I think they got a lot of people. But it is Monday, and that means it's Guessing Lines. And ladies and gentlemen, the star of Guessing Lines, from somewhere in Los Angeles, he's the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook Director. He is my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews. Good morning, Chris. What's going on, Gil? Well, Good morning, or are you happy? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nonplussed. I'm completely nonplussed okay. because, uh, okay. you know, Jay Gruden probably should have been fired two years into his tenure. But at that point, yeah. you know, Daniel Snyder, this will get washed away in history. At that point, Daniel Snyder, the rap on Snyder among many raps was, oh, he just he goes through coaches too quickly, right? He just cycles through them. So Snyder, in sort yeah. of like a backlash kind of way, was like, I'll show him. I'll keep Jay Gruden. Yeah. <laughs> 35, 49, and one later, or whatever the record is. Uh, so, yeah, listen, I was never a Jay Gruden fan, but this this rots from the top. I'll get to that when we get to the skins. Uh, road teams this year, Chrissy. Road teams through five weeks of the National Football League season. 48, 26, and two against the spread. Jeez. Wow. How'd you do this week yeah. from a book perspective? From the book? No, not very good. Not very good. Um, Saturday was horrible. Uh, Sunday, we made a little bit of a comeback. We actually did okay on Sunday. Not great, but okay. But a couple games that really helped us. Uh, Bears and Raiders. A big, big steam on the Bears. That was probably our biggest game of the morning, certainly. Uh, but the biggest game of the afternoon was uh, the Broncos Chargers. Everybody was on the Broncos like they knew the score, and we were just never in that game. Of course, last night was a very good result for us. Colts winning outright. Uh, you know, that was, uh, that, that probably saved our whole day. So we, we wind up on slightly in the plus. Nothing great. Uh, probably for the two days, Saturday and Sunday, we're, we're probably like about even. You know, not, not much of a flex either way. Yeah, I can see how the Colts saved your day last night. We'll get into all the games yesterday uh, in the National Football League. For those tuning in for the first time, Guessing Lines is a tribute to the old Stardust show with Roxy Roxborough, Guessing Lines, uh, where we try to uncover value. A first sort of snapshot of this coming week's NFL games. Chrissy gives me the matchup. I guess what the line is. He tells me what he's putting up. And in that process, we try to come up with uh, some early week value. And let me just say last week was one of these rare weeks where whatever my first reaction was on Monday, I kind of stuck with those picks, right? My four picks were Chicago, which didn't end up getting there, Minnesota, New England, Green Bay. Uh, the fifth that I ended up going with was Philadelphia. And so it ended up being a 4-1 week. And by the way, for those who say, hey, you took New England and Philadelphia, how square is that? Oh, call me square all you want. Because <laughs> if you don't understand how bad the Jets are and how the Redskins had no chance in that game, uh, I can't help you with that. Uh, so, it w- so it worked out for one week anyway. And so we'll see if this is a week. We always reserve the right throughout the week to sort of change our minds because our brains do that to ourselves. But as a first reaction, hopefully you play along and you guess along. Maybe your guesses are far better than mine will be. Ready to do this, Chris? Want to start with Thursday? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. What's Thursday? By the way, let me throw in Please. this. Uh, I'm not sure I even really liked anything last Monday. Uh, not much. I know I like the Seahawks. I wound up not playing them in my contest just because – I don't want to commit. You know, the one that I'm, the couple that I'm in, you have to kind of commit on Thursday for your whole card if you play them. But we like the Seahawks on Monday. But other than that, I was four and one, and the Bears got me too. So yeah. it was really good for the book. So can, can I ask I'm you this? There and I'm rooting for 
Believe me, I'm rooting for the Raiders. Yeah, let me so, let, let me ask you about the Bears Raiders thing because I did touch on this last week. I, I talked about it on the Megapod. I think I talked about it late week, even though I may not have said it early week because we didn't know what the travel schedule was uh, early in the week when we did guessing lines. But the Raiders basically spent all week in London, and the Bears traveled yeah. really late. And it did feel like for the entire first half, the Bears were still on the plane. Yeah, you know, I, uh, my wife and I went to London on our honeymoon. And it took about three days to really kind of get adjusted, or maybe even more than that. You know, so uh, I don't know what the thinking was there. I, you know, was it saving money? I, you know, I don't know, maybe. But uh, it, it's a bigger adjustment than people. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Monday morning, October seventh, twenty nineteen. Reading the book podcast. It's Gil Alexander. Week six. Guessing lines. Hard to believe we're already at week six. This is the exercise that gives you a start to your handicapping of the upcoming weekend's NFL games. It's an interactive exercise designed for you to play along, come up with your own lines, and find out what Chris Andrews, my mishpucha, the South Point Hotel Casino Sports Director, will put on the board to open things up on a Monday morning. Last week served me well. 4-1 and one ATS in terms of contest picks, which kind of were consistent with what I came up with on guessing lines. Hopefully it works out that well again. Never a guarantee, but that's what we strive for anyway. Do it yourself. Guess some lines along with us. Chris Andrews and guessing lines of Beating the Book podcast staple. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Oh, yes. Treated with a regaling of hail to the Redskins as I walked in the studio this morning. It is Gil Alexander. It is VEASAN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Sirius XM Channel 204, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo's Link Game Plus, however you're taking us in. Jeff Parles is here as well. Producer number five, Parlay, was happening. Good morning, Gil. We have our first firing in the National Football League, Jay Gruden, no surprise. If you had that at uh, faraway places, you cash it three to one. Congratulations to you. No surprise to anybody. We'll get to the Redskins. Oh, yes, we will. I got more to say. Remember that rant they put in in case you missed VEASAN last week about the Redskins? I got a little more to say. Just anger. Anger this morning. Um, As the Redskins fall 0-5, predictably. How did you uh, do in your non-participatory contests? (laughs) Well, remember, I'm out of last man standing. I got KO'd two weeks ago. I got KO'd week one. So uh, at least I made made it further than you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it uh, would have been a three and two week, but uh, I, I can't compare with you and Todd Wishnev, who both four and had one hot weeks at four and one. Four and one. I finally woke up. Good time to wake up, though, <clears throat> as the uh, second uh, quarterly of Circa begins. Four and one. The Bears got me. The Bears were the team that got me. I think they got a lot of people. But it is Monday, and that means it's guessing lines. And ladies and gentlemen, the star of guessing lines. From somewhere in Los Angeles, he's the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook Director. He is my mishpucha, Chrissy Andrews. Good morning, Chris. What's going on, Gil? Well, good morning, or are you happy? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm nonplussed. I'm completely nonplussed okay. because, uh, okay. you know, Jay Gruden probably should have been fired two years into his tenure. But at that point, yeah. 
you know, Daniel Snyder, this will get washed away in history. At that point, Daniel Snyder, the rap on Snyder among many raps was, oh, he just he goes through coaches too quickly, right? He just cycles through them. So Snyder in sort yeah. of like a backlash kind of way was like, I'll show him. I'll keep Jay Gruden. Yeah. <laughs> 35, 49, and one yeah. later, or whatever the record is. Uh, so yeah, listen, I was never a Jay Gruden fan, but this, this rots from the top. I'll get to that when we get to the skins. Uh, road teams this year, Chrissy. Road teams through five weeks of the National Football League season. 48-26-2 against the spread. Jeez. Wow. How'd you do this week yeah. from a well, book perspective? From the book? No, not very good. Not very good. Um, Saturday was horrible. Uh, Sunday, we made a little bit of a comeback. We actually did okay on Sunday. Not great, but okay. But a couple games that really helped us, uh, Bears and Raiders, a big, big steam on the Bears. That was probably our biggest game of the morning, certainly. Uh, but the biggest game of the afternoon was uh, the Broncos Chargers. Everybody was on the Broncos like they knew the score, and we were just never in that game. But of course, last night was a very good result for us, Colts winning outright. Uh, you know, that was uh, that, that probably saved our whole day. So we wind we up on – Slightly in the plus, nothing great. Uh, probably for the two days, Saturday and Sunday, we're we're probably like about even. You know, not not much of a flex either way. Yeah, I can see how the Colts saved your day last night. We'll get into all the games yesterday uh, in the National Football League. For those tuning in for the first time, guessing lines is a tribute to the old Stardust show with Roxy Roxborough, guessing lines, uh, where we try to uncover value—a first sort of snapshot of this coming week's NFL games. Chrissy gives me the matchup. I guess what the line is. He tells me what he's putting up. And in that process, we try to come up with uh, some early week value. And let me just say last week was one of these rare weeks where whatever my first reaction was on Monday, I kind of stuck with those picks, right? My four picks were Chicago, which didn't end up getting there, Minnesota, New England, Green Bay. Uh, The fifth that I ended up going with was Philadelphia. And so it ended up being a 4-1 week. And by the way, for those who say, hey, you took New England and Philadelphia, how square is that? Oh, call me square all you want. Because <laughs> if you don't understand how bad the Jets are and how the Redskins had no chance in that game, uh, I can't help you with that. Uh, so, it, so it worked out for one week anyway. And so we'll see if this is a week. We always reserve the right throughout the week to sort of change our minds because our brains do that to ourselves. But as a first reaction, hopefully you play along and you guess along. Maybe your guesses are far better than mine will be. Ready to do this, Chris? Want to start with Thursday? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. What's Thursday? By the way, let me throw in Please. this. Uh, I'm not sure I even really liked anything last Monday. Uh, not much. I know I like the Seahawks. I wound up not playing them in my contest just because I didn't want to commit. You know, the one that I'm, the couple that I'm in, you have to kind of commit on Thursday for your whole card if you play them. But we like the Seahawks on Monday. But other than that, I was four and one. And the Bears got me too. Yeah. So it was really good for the book. So can, can I ask I'm you this? There and I'm rooting for. Believe me, I'm rooting for the Raiders. Yeah, let me so, let, let me ahead. ask you about the Bears Raiders thing because I did touch on this last week. I, I talked about it on the Megapod. I think I talked about it late week, even though I may not have said it early week because we didn't know what the travel schedule was uh, early in the week when we did guessing lines. But the Raiders basically spent all week in London, and the Bears traveled yeah. really late. And it did feel like for the entire first half, the Bears were still on the plane. Yeah, you know, I, uh, my wife and I went to London on our honeymoon. And it took about three days to really kind of get adjusted, or maybe even more than that. You know, so uh, I don't know what the thinking was there. 
I, I, you know, was it saving money? I, you know, I don't know, maybe. But uh, it, it's a bigger adjustment than people think, you know, or, or at least bigger than what the Bears thought anyway. So um, I, I don't know if that played into it or not. You know, I'm not a, a psychologist or a yeah. physicist or anything like that. I don't know. But, or a but physicist, you're right. Yes. It, it took them a while. Or a biorhythmic What's expert. That? That's right. Or a biorhythmic expert. Uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, not bad either. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know that both of those teams have a bye this week, so I just wanted to put, just want to say one last thing. Good for John Gruden. Good for the Raiders. Yeah. Because I let me raise my hand and say uh, that I was among the voices that thought this team was going to be a disaster given their schedule, right? The schedule was sort of the accomplice yeah. to the crime. And you look up at the standings, and they are three and two. They have the same exact record as, yeah. say, the Dallas Cowboys. They are one game behind, I don't know, the Kansas City Chiefs in their own division. So think about the perception we have of those franchises versus that of the Raiders. So good for John Gruden and the Raiders. Um, you know, his fortunes diametrically opposed to that of his brothers this morning anyway. All right, let's start with Thursday. What do you got Thursday? We got the New York Giants at the Patriots. Giants at the Patriots. Giants do fall to the Vikings. That was one of my picks yesterday. The thinking being, if the Vikings, if you're any near as good as you're supposed to be, you'll get this done, you'll cover. Uh, The Vikings did end up getting it done against the Giants. Uh, Giants lost that game to the Vikings yesterday by the score of 28 to 10. Vikings cover as five and a half point road favorites. Uh, New England... You know, they, they fall behind Washington 7 to nothing, and every Redskin fan uh, was like, hey, uh, could not, not, one single red, not one single Redskin fan thought that mattered. Uh, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes yesterday for the Giants in defeat against the Vikings, 21 of 38 for 182, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked four times. They were outgained. The Giants were by the Vikings 490 to 211. And by the way, I think Minnesota took a knee at the end, too, so... They sort of uh, were kind at the end. Tom Brady uh, against the Redskins, <clears throat> excuse me, 28 of 42 for 348, three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Julian Edelman did most of the damage, eight catches for 110 and a touchdown. Uh, an 0 and 4 team had not beaten a 4 and 0 team since 1975. That remains intact. Fifth time in franchise history that the Patriots have started the season 5 and 0, only the second time since 2007, though. And it's the first time in franchise history New England has four straight games with at least five sacks. And the Patriots completed a fifth consecutive game without allowing a touchdown pass. That's the first team to pull off that feat since the 1988 Cleveland Browns. All of that said, Thursday night, short week. I know based on my previous guesses with the Patriots that I'm always higher than the number. It's all come to me or gone through my number ultimately. And the Patriots just keep getting it done. So I feel confident in saying this should be, and I don't care if it's lower, Patriots minus 17 and a half. Uh, I see anywhere from 16 and a half to 17 and a half. I'm going to open it right in the middle just because, uh, well, a little muscle memory. I think guys, if you open 17 and a half, I know what they're going to do. I'm going to open at 17. I'm sure I'll probably get to 17 and a half come Thursday, but let me just say that giant defense is just awful. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at some of my notes here. Uh, where am I at? Okay. Dalvin cook 132 yards rushing. And 86 yards in the air. <laughs> uh, you know, we caught eight, uh, passes for 86 yards. Cleveland had 130 yards receiving. I mean, they were, you know, this Giants team just can't stop anybody. They are pitiful, pitiful. Um, so, I don't know, it's just one of those things. 
Brady looks like uh, right now they don't want to take their foot off the gas. So it's got to be at least 17 to me. And I wouldn't be surprised if this goes higher. But I am going to start this one at 17. Yeah, I'm surprised anything south of 17. I really am with, with this team. Um, There's a couple out there I'm looking at, you know, you know, a couple places, some, you know, let's say influential places that have 16 and a half. So, yeah. I, you know, but I think 17. They want to grab it off me right away. God bless them. That's Listen, fine. as bad as the Giants are, not hardly close to the worst team in the National Football League. No, I know. Uh, There's some bad close. ones. Let's yeah. do a let's do a little Sunday morning here before we go to a break. By the way, do we have a better break? Do we have a better ratio between early and late games this week? It was ten early games yesterday, and then two games, which ended up being blowouts. Uh, and I'm and by the way, yeah. serves you right, National Football League, right? Thank God there was baseball on because otherwise it would just been a devoid of any entertainment in the afternoon. Better ratio this coming weekend. Yeah, we have four afternoon games plus. <laughs> This next one up is a 6.30 a.m. Oh, we have a London game. Okay, what's the London We have another London game. Carolina and Tampa Bay in London. Carolina and Tampa Bay. There are four London games this year. There'll be one more, I believe, in October, one more in November, and then there's a uh, Estadio Azteca game in Mexico City. So there's five in the international series. Uh, But this is the second London game. Carolina at Tampa Bay, you said? Carolina and Tampa Bay in London. Okay, so NFC South game in London. Nothing says the NFC South, Chrissy, like London. Yeah, um, I know. Carolina yeah. comes off a win. Carolina yesterday uh, hangs on, and I do mean hang on, with a, a Luke Kuechly knocked yeah. out at the end of the game to uh, to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday, 34-27. to They cover as three-point favorites. Tampa Bay... Uh, they go into New Orleans, lose by a touchdown, 31-24. to They were three-point dogs in that game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, we could just repeat this every week. Christian McCaffrey, 19 carries for 176 yards, two touchdowns uh, in that win against Jacksonville. That's on the ground. Then six catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. He averaged nine, uh, that's uh, receiving, he averaged 9.3 yards per carry. It's the fourth time this year he's had at least 175 yards from scrimmage and at least a touchdown in the first five games. That ties a record set by Jim Brown, 1963. Whenever you're being compared to Jim Brown, Chris, man. Um, He's on pace, by the way, for the most yards from scrimmage ever in any season. Right now, Tennessee's Chris Johnson. If you remember Chris Johnson when he was at his height, in 2009, he had over 2,500 yards from scrimmage. McCaffrey on pace to almost get to 2,800 yards from scrimmage. And it was all, if you notice with Carolina yesterday, Chris, they used this same formation almost every play. It's like this single back, inside zone run. They do nothing that fancy. They got 285 yards rushing, three touchdowns on the ground uh, in that win. It's their third straight win. First win at home for them at uh, nearly a year. And uh, they still needed the two late stops. And a 56-yard fumble return, by the way, for a touchdown from uh, rookie defensive end Brian Burns, who was the NFC's defensive rookie of the month in September. He's having a great rookie year. And then Kyle Allen, uh, he did drop the ball a couple times, um, but he wins again. It's, he, he's won his first four career NFL starts, first, young, uh, first rookie quarterback to win his first four career starts since Kurt Warner did it. Uh, but he did fumble on the game's opening possession among his fumbles, so there's that. And then there's Jameis, uh, who didn't do a whole bunch yesterday, 15 of 27, 204 against the Saints, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked six times, and although Chris Godwin had seven for 125 and two touchdowns, 
not a single catch by Mike Evans, who was the intended receiver just three times in that game. So that's nuts for Tampa Bay. That's just uh, out of control for them. Uh, It's a London game. I actually think Tampa Bay should be favored here. It won't be by a full field goal. But there's nothing about Kyle Allen that makes me that confident. And as good as Carolina has is strength with, with McCaffrey, I actually think Tampa Bay is better suited in this game. I'll say Tampa Bay by two and a half. Well, my friend, you're way off. <laughs> Usually you're not. Uh, it's Carolina. I saw some pick early this morning. It's going to Carolina, the favorite. I even see as high as one and a half Carolina. I have to tell you, I kind of like the Carolina one and a half myself. Mm. Um, you know, I, again, we're going to have, you know, smart people can disagree. Uh, and I respect your opinion. But I think that, uh, I don't know, both these teams just looked like something was missing a little bit yesterday. Carolina, of course, came away with a, with a win. But uh, where's my notes here? Uh, I know they're the QBR for them. Okay, let's start with uh, Tampa Bay. You know, the, uh, the QBR for Jameis Winston, well, I thought it's really kind of coming on this year, 16.6, you know, out of a 100 for those guys that don't follow. I mean, he's just, he, he really did not play a good game, but they kind of hung in there a little bit. So I'd say the opposite for the Panthers. Now, Kyle Allen was 33.2. Again, not very good. But it looked like they kept letting the Jaguars stay in that game. As a as I was watching, it looked like they should be winning that game much more comfortably than they were. So a little bit of a knock on both teams, I think, uh, coming into this one. But I still like Carolina a little bit better here. And I'm going to open Carolina one and a half. Uh, that's the high watermark that I see. I see mostly ones right now. But I'm going to open one and a half. I like Carolina in this spot. Mm. I, I honestly, and I, and I kind of agree with what you said. I think Jacksonville behind Gardner Minshew stayed in that game. And I think Tampa Bay, I mean, if we think New Orleans is good, and I think we're all pretty much in agreement that we do, the fact that uh, Tampa Bay was hanging around there, to some extent, they weren't really hanging around, but they were hanging around, you know, at least on the scoreboard. Um, I actually, listen, even if the wrong team is favored, here's what yesterday taught me, uh, or or at least drove home in case I forgot, because that's, again, that's the one game that bit me. Wait to find out what these teams are doing travel-wise. It really matters. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that yeah. it does. And so there's no pick until I know that information, no matter who's favorite in that game. Uh, but that's a London game. And you said that's the six, that's the old return to the 630 Pacific. 630, yeah. All right. So, I hate those games. Yeah, 930 <laughs> Eastern, 630 Pacific. Right. All right. Well, we'll come yeah. uh, back stateside after the break. It's Chris Andrews, my mishpucha, the, okay. uh, the director of the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. By the way, who can follow on Twitter, at Andrews Sports. And as always, a uh, numbers game right here at VEASAN, whether on Monday or any day, brought to you by the BetMGM app, where first-time players can make their first bet completely risk-free, up to $500. It's the same guys that brought you the Borgata, Atlantic City's premier hotel and casino. Actually, it's called Borgata, no pronoun necessarily. Uh, no, no pronoun necessary, I should say. They'll be with you all season long with a wide variety of betting options and easy deposit and withdrawal methods. Just download the app. Use bonus code VSIN500 at sign up to get your $500 risk-free bet. That's bonus code VSIN500 to place your first bet MGM wager risk-free. You can sign up anywhere, but you got to be in the state of New Jersey to place a bet. Bet MGM, it's how you play the game. Download the app today. Got to be 21 years of age or older. New Jersey only. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the BetMGM app. We'll continue guessing lines for week six 
in the National Football League. Hard to believe we're there already. Try to uncover some value. It's what we do right here on a numbers game at VEASAN. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. It is Guessing Lines from Week 6 in the National Football League. We will put it up in podcast form as well. Thanks to everybody who uh, take it in in podcast form, by the way. Um, five figures worth of, of downloads. Let's put it that way. Nothing wrong with that. What did you say the, what did you say the most popular, the single most listened to VEASAN podcast of all time was, Jeff? Which episode? In, in, in recent memory, we... Uh... Well, recently we had a, the Matt Lindemann in, a, interview we had a few weeks ago, Gil. Uh, yeah. What, okay, yeah, Jacob is telling me in, in in my ear that it is all time the highest one that we have had. The Matt Lindemann interview we yes. had last week or a couple weeks back on a, on a numbers game. Cool. Well, this is on the Beating the Book podcast side with, a guess, with uh, guessing lines and people listening to that in record numbers because people love Chrissy. They do. Uh, and uh, we will get to baseball, too. I know there's a lot of people fiending for baseball here, but let's continue with week six. Uh, I had Tampa Bay favored in London. Chrissy tells me it's Carolina. Um, let's check travel schedules on that. Let's move on. Chris, um, let's talk about your book real quick, because that's still available. And then one day, or called Then One Day, not and then one day, then one day. Um, sales are brisk still, sir? Sales seem to be pretty brisk. I get a lot of compliments on Twitter. People are reading it, and uh, I, I got to tell you, I haven't really heard any negative uh, stories about about the stories in the book. You know, everybody everybody that gets it likes it. And I think you know the uh, the demographic of our readers are probably a lot of the same guys that uh, are listening to this show or listen to Vsin or like to make an occasional wager to. However, I have heard from a couple uh, people who have no interest in gambling whatsoever, but told me they love the book. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's just a, there's a lot of human human stories, human uh, the human condition, I think, uh, which I think gambling really uh, yeah. brings it out in a lot of people, good and bad. But th- that's in the, there's a lot of stories like that in the book. Most of them are pretty humorous, some not quite so much. But I think they're all very enjoyable. And you talked about how they love me, Gil. They love me. Go buy the book, dang it. So, you know. <laughs> That's a great way to show me love. It's <laughs> a very, very appropriate comment, I guess. Was there, by the way, before, we get, go, before yeah. we get back into week six lines, was there a story in there, right? Like crying Kenny, we expect people to yeah. react to if they haven't heard that. Was there a story that got... Uh, just anecdotally from feedback that has gotten back to you, more love than you might have expected in that book? Uh, no, the one that, you know, I mean, the crying candy one's a great story, of course. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people like the twin story. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, maybe now just because we're baseball season or, you know, we're at the peak of baseball season, which is the playoffs, and the twins are in the playoffs. I've heard from uh, a lot of folks that really enjoyed the twin story, and that I was, and I told them that that's really the story that got us started on that's... this whole thing was when I told you that at dinner, yep. and uh, you know, and again, one hundred percent true. It's at the end of the story, the last line of the story is a bit of a joke, you know, but um, you know, don't take that too seriously. But the rest of the story is a hundred percent true, certainly. And uh, yeah, that's uh, a lot of people really like that one, and I think, boy, you talk about the human condition and uh, showing people like hubris and certain things like that. Boy, that, that really, uh, that nails it right there. Yeah. That was the one that started it all. Human condition is exactly what I uh, pointed out in the uh, forward that you were kind enough to let me uh, 
include in your book as well. So happy to be the smallest part of that. Oh, you were kind enough to write it. You got us started on this. Meant every word. Let us continue with week six guessing lines. Um, let's go stateside here. So let's do early games, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, AFC North. Cincinnati, 0-5. Sorry, Bengals. Uh, Cincinnati loses yesterday to the Cardinals. Uh, furious comeback by the Bengals. They're late to touchdown comeback. But uh, Kyler Murray makes two big plays down the stretch, one with arm, one with legs, and Cincinnati falls to 0-5. Tyler Boyd does fill up a stat sheet again, 10 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Bengals 0-5 for the first time since 2008, seventh time they've been 0-5 since 1990. That's the most in the league over that span. Ooh. They haven't won a playoff what a game. franchise. Yeah. They haven't won a playoff game since 1990, after the 1990 season. Uh, season. Baltimore yesterday gets the win. Uh, they do so in overtime over your Steelers, 26 to 23. Jackson, Lamar Jackson, 19 of 28 for 161, one touchdown, three picks. He was sacked five times, but, and always a but with Lamar Jackson, 14 carries for 70 yards. Led the Ravens in rushing. Uh, Ravens, 11 penalties, 92 yards. They outpossessed the Steelers. Remember, this went into overtime. 39 minutes to 25-34. It was the first, by the way, first Steelers-Ravens game since 2007 that didn't feature either Big Ben or Joe Flacco. Any guess who the starting quarterbacks were that day for the Steelers and the Ravens in 2007, Chris? Let me see. Tommy Maddox and Elvis Gerback. Troy Smith and Charlie Batch. You went back too far. You get that, Parlay? Okay. You get that? I knew the batch one. I didn't know. Right. I forgot Troy Smith existed, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> That's Heisman Trophy winner. Troy Heisman Smith, Trophy yeah. winner, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Baltimore uh, snaps the two-game losing streak. They did so in overtime when Marlon Humphrey stripped Juju Smith-Schuster, recovered a fumble to Pittsburgh 34 mm. early in the extra period. I can hear the moaning already from Chris. Uh, then Justin Tucker slips in the uh, 46-yarder. Uh, four plays later, Baltimore wins. That, by the way, was after Mike Tomlin decided to kick off in overtime instead of taking the ball. Tomlin said afterward, uh, he pointed to the team's ineffective kickoff return unit as one of the reasons for the decision. Tucker had consistently pinned the Steelers deep in their own territory. And that was after a late flurry where Chris Boswell had the go-ahead field goal with 241 left in regulation. But then Jackson, with the help of a questionable roughing the passer, uh, passer call, on Ola Denny, uh, then that moved Baltimore in range to have Tucker tie it with 14 seconds left to go in regulation. So it's Baltimore hosting Cincinnati. Uh, it's not Patriots spread, but it's got to be 10 and a half, right? Baltimore minus 10 and a half. Uh, you're a little light on that one. It's uh, anywhere from 11 to 12. <laughs> Well, I, I personally didn't think Baltimore looked all that great yesterday. They I think they, they got yeah. a little lucky. Yeah, winning that game, I thought. And, and, of course, we'll get to the Steelers a little later with Mason Rudolph getting hurt. Uh, but, boy, Cincinnati is just awful. Their defense is just atrocious. Uh, what did they give up on the ground? They gave up 268 yards rushing. Jeez. And the Bengals did. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's abysmal. Come on. And I know we'll get to the Cardinals, too. Kyler Murray had his best game as a pro. Um, but, you know, Andy Dalton actually played pretty well. I thought he was good. And forgive me, Gil, who's the Bengals coach? Uh, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. 
he looked totally lost on the sidelines. I mean, I, I don't know if the Brown family is trying to save money again with what they're doing with the really running this entire franchise. But uh, I don't know where they got this guy. He looks totally lost. But um, I'm going to open 12 here, I guess. I, I don't want to be low, and I, I just I can't see people betting on Cincinnati. I think Baltimore is probably not quite as good as we thought a couple weeks ago. But Cincinnati, I think, is probably worse than we thought a couple weeks ago. And uh, going into this season, you know, I'm going to do a mea culpa here. I thought that they were the most underrated team power rating-wise and in the eyes of the public uh, as far as uh, the betting markets go. Boy, i got to take that back. They are just awful. So I'm going to open this game 12, but I do see lower, but I'm going I'm to open this one 12. Yeah, I mentioned road teams at the top were 48-26-2 ATS thus far this year. 48-26-2 road teams ATS. The Bengals have provided a couple of those wins on the road. Uh, I've been on them a couple times when they've done so. But you're right. Um, That doesn't mean they're an autoplay on the road by any stretch. And I don't know that I want (laughs) to play them and then hold my nose and hope Lamar Jackson doesn't absolutely destroy them. Uh, So you're saying Baltimore by 12? That's what you're doing? Okay. Yeah, I see anywhere from 11 to 12. I'm going to be on the high end of this 12 until uh, if somebody plays me. That's, 12 is one of those numbers. You can move it a full point if somebody, uh, uh, a wise guy, plays you either way. Um, but right now, I, I, if they do anything at this point in time, and obviously we're very early on a Monday morning, uh, it'll probably be on the dog. <clears throat> but if somebody comes in and lays it, I would probably jump that up to 13 pretty quick. As, uh, like I said, who – who wants to bet Cincinnati? I don't know. And yesterday, this was this was not a good game for us. Everybody was all over the uh, the Cardinals against Cincinnati. And just watching it, boy, that defense was just just atrocious. And I know I've used that adjective a couple of times, but that's what they were. They were atrocious. That was one of those games where every time Red Zone showed it, the Cardinals had the ball. Like I very until that yeah. last flurry, yeah. I was like, did the Bengals ever get the ball in this game? All right, let's do another one here. Seattle at Cleveland. Seattle at Cleveland. So we have not seen Cleveland play. Cleveland is tonight, uh, Monday Night Football at the Niners. By the way, this game has gone up, right? This is five points now in favor of the Niners. You've gotten a lot of Niner money yourself? Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) Jimmy posted a couple tickets. Uh, uh, First of all, we opened at three. We moved it fairly quickly up to three and a half. But uh, we have uh, a couple players. One guy bet us minus the three and a half for fifty thousand. Another guy bet us minus four for fifty thousand. And uh, I just said, well, skip the four and a half. Just go right to five with this one. So, so we've been at five. We're right in a little bit of even even action at the five. But uh, yeah, we we need the Browns pretty good tonight. It's going to be one of the big big games of the weekend for us. Wow. All right. So Seattle at Cleveland, we won't probably have something posted everywhere, but Seattle will be on extra rest. Cleveland will be on short rest. And because Seattle played on Thursday, and that was the game for those who forget that Pete Carroll tried to change single handedly by kicking that field goal uh, when Seattle was up 14 to 6 with 138 left in the uh, first half. It was fourth and one at the Rams, 30. They decided to kick a 48-yard field goal instead of going for it. It was no good. The Rams came back, scored, and then it was a sweat the rest of the way. Seattle still ended up getting it done, even though they had the most matador defense ever at the end of that game, and the Rams almost won it. Um, 
outgained were the Seahawks in that game against the Rams, 477 to 429. I would imagine with them on extra rest, Cleveland on short rest, barring some Cleveland, and Cleveland played great last week against the Ravens, right? So if they came yeah. out and played well mm-hmm. again tonight, then I would change this. But right now, I would say Seattle, I'll split the difference between a three and a pick. I would say Seattle minus one and a half. Gil, I like your number better than what I see out there right now. I'm seeing Cleveland two and a half. Come on. Are you That's serious? I'm, and I'm dead serious. And that, you know, like I said, just, you know, common opponents always don't mean everything in this uh, or one week to the next. And that's really where a lot of people make their mistakes in the NFL. But if you look at Cleveland, I mean, a lot of money is shown against them tonight. And I really thought three or three and a half was a pretty decent number uh, to open with last week. Uh, you, know, you know, against Cleveland with the 49ers. <laughs> but Seattle, and I know they're, they're known for their defense, and I know they've lost a lot of guys on defense, so it's not the same defense that we remember from just a couple years back. They've lost a lot of people on defense. But Russell Wilson, this kid is still just amazing. And they also, uh, that Carson ran for 118 yards for the Seahawks. You know, so they, they, their offense, I think, is really coming around. You know, and you can see that by the 30 points they posted against the Rams. So I think their offense is really coming around. Wilson is great. He has been from day one in this league. And Cleveland's still a little bit up and down. I guess they expect them to be down tonight, but up next week. That number makes no sense to me. I really... Uh, I see it all two and a half pretty much, um, but I'm going to open it two. And if I see it going lower, I'm going to jump on that quickly because I think they got the wrong favorite in this game. I really do. And uh, listen, I'm hoping Cleveland shows up tonight and walks away with a, an outright victory. But Seattle, I have a lot of respect for them. And I know it is a big home field advantage for Seattle. So we see you know, a bit of a difference Seattle at home and Seattle on the road. But, uh, you know, extra rest, extra time to prepare, et cetera, et cetera. But I just see, uh, I, I think Seattle should be a slight favorite in this game. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't minimize that rest to extra rest, short rest. Uh, that's two games now where I think the wrong team is favored. The London game uh, thus far being the other. We'll come back. We'll do more. That's why we go through this week six guessing lines with Chris Andrews. It's a numbers game right here at VEASAN. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. I don't know. Maybe the Braves will start Terry Forster tonight. I have no idea. They'll just come up with whoever they want. Uh, Let's continue with week six guessing lines with Chrissy Andrews at Andrews Sports. He's the South Point Sportsbook Director. What's next, Chris? Houston at Kansas City. All right. So Kansas City loses yesterday outright to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and they do so 19 to 13 as 10 and a half point closing favorites. That's the biggest favorite that's lost outright this year, I believe. Is that true, Chris? I think so, if I'm not mistaken. What was well, Tampa? Sounds right. I can't think of one uh, higher than that. What was Tampa Bay against the Rams last week? They're a little shy of that, weren't they? Right around there. Close, close nine and, and a half. Nine and a half, yeah. So just a little yeah. shy. So I think that was the biggest upset of the year, technically, uh, last night. Uh, let's start with Houston. Houston. Um, Houston beats Atlanta 53 to 32, <laughs> 53 to 32. Listen to these stats from Deshaun Watson, 28 of 33 for 426 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, maybe most importantly for him, sacked zero times, 
a perfect 158.3 passer rating. I believe we've had three perfect passer ratings this year. I think Lamar Jackson had one early in the season. I think Dak Prescott had one. And this is Deshaun Watson against the Falcons. El Perfecto. 28 of 33 for 428. Uh, by the way, Will Fuller, the fifth, uh, 14 catches for 217, three touchdowns. By the way, he could have had a fourth. He just didn't reach the ball over. Uh, the, the Texans were 10 of 13 on third downs. They gained 592 total yards of offense. That's the second most points, the 53 in franchise history. Watson becomes the first player in the NFL to throw at least uh, for at least 400 yards and five touchdowns with five incompletions or fewer in a game in the history of the National Football League. That's how statistically historical that game was yesterday for Watson. And as I mentioned, the offensive line, which didn't allow a sack yesterday, had given up 18 through the first four games. So that maybe more than anything is the most important thing. They kept Deshaun Watson off the ground. And then there's Casey. We said they're the biggest favorite to go down this year. They did so to the Colts. The Colts allowed points on the Chiefs' first two possessions before shutting them out until Harrison Butker's field goal with 116 left in the game. Uh, Casey's record streak of 22 straight games, scoring at least 26 points, comes to a crashing halt. Chris Jones, Xavier Williams, their D-tackles, both lost to injuries. Sammy Watkins went out. Uh, in the first quarter as well. Mahomes sacked four times, hit plenty more. At one point, uh, Cam Irving was pushed so far into him that um, the that that Irving stepped on Mahomes' ankle. Uh, Indianapolis used 834 off the clock on one second-half possession. That was the one that brought the game to 16-10, to 10, ended in an Adam Vinatieri 35-yard field goal. Um no, no, excuse me. That was they moved 35 yards. I'm sorry. 8 minutes and 34 seconds it took them to move 35 yards. You got to try to do that. 35 yard advance in 8 minutes and 34 seconds. So they just dominated. Uh, by the way, Chiefs cornerback uh, Brashawn Breeland, former Redskin, uh Four flags, 68 yards, him alone, including a 53-yard pass interference call. But Marlon Mack was running through an eight-lane highway through the Chiefs, 29 carries, 132 yards. This Chiefs defense is not as good as the Chiefs defense was last year. It's worse. Uh, And if Mahomes, listen, if Mahomes doesn't have the weapons that he needs, he's going to become sort of mere mortal-ish himself. All of that said, it's still the Chiefs, and if they get players back, I got to say they're more than a touchdown, right? So minus seven and a half still because Houston is schizophrenic. Yeah, you're a bit high. It's a six or six and a half. I definitely like the high number. Hmm. So I'm with you there, but I think you're a little high there. By the way, you were talking about Deshaun Watson. I'm looking at his QBR, which is something I like to look at a little bit of a different slant on some of the same statistics. 98.2 Man. out of a hundred. I don't remember a bigger one this year. I mean, there may be one out there, but I can't remember a higher one uh, so far. But, I mean, he was fantastic yesterday. A lot of it did have to do with the offensive line. And you're talking about a schizophrenic team, and you just said Houston. Really, it comes down to that offensive line has been uh, – that's the schizophrenia right there. How many sacks did you say they'd given up in the first uh, four games? 18. Like 18 or something like Yeah. Yeah, and yesterday, zero. I mean, there's a team, maybe they're coming together. I don't know. But uh, I have to see it to believe it. And that was one of those things yesterday that I think really, if you look at that game, and you know, Marlon Mack had a great game, and I thought Jacoby Brissett played well for Indianapolis. 
but really, I think it was that offensive line that dominated that game, and that's what uh, enabled Indianapolis to walk away with an outright victory. Kansas City just could not defend against that offensive line. And are they going to have the same trouble this week? Well, I think that's really the question right there. If Houston's offensive line plays well, then I think Houston's right in this game. If they don't, then I think uh, Mahomes kind of has his way with this team and puts up some numbers. And uh, even though I know a lot of it was garbage time and all that, but uh, Matt Ryan still had 330 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. So they put up some numbers against this uh, Texans defense. So I'd like the six and a half. Uh, I don't think I'll go anywhere without a bet on this one. That he's six, six and a half. I, don't, I think your number is a little bit too high, but uh, I between the two numbers that I see, I, I'd like the higher one. So I think you're on the right track there. Okay. Um, let's take a break. Let's talk baseball next. We'll come back. We'll resume week six guessing lines. Uh, I know the Redskins are coming. I got things to say, and I know they're playing the Dolphins, <laughs> so that should be fun. We'll guess that one among others. Um, who has a bye, by the way, besides Chicago and the Raiders who are coming back from, from London? I think we have two more buys this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Colts and, Colts and Bills. Colts and Bills. Colts and Bills. So they're out as well. We'll resume week six guessing lines with Chris Anders on a numbers game at Feeson. The Beating the Book podcast, as always, proudly sponsored by Bookmaker.eu, an industry leader for close to 30 years. They do three things better than anyone. They're first to post odds, they take the highest limits, and they never kick out a winning player. Not only a high-volume sportsbook best suited for the sophisticated player who understands sports betting, but they also cater to large recreational players as well. And Bookmaker's motto remains, where the lines originate. Because chances are, the sportsbook at which you are betting borrows their lines. Just follows them. Just copies them. Right now, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill, that's bookmaker.eu slash g-i-l-l, we'll make it all worthwhile for you. You can claim a exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. That's bookmaker.eu slash gill, g-i-l-l, to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300 right now. I do not bet. Unless I'm betting bookmaker. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. You want those idiots who believe in analytics? Oh, I feel a Redskin ran a Bruin. It's brought to you by the BetMGM app. That's what numbers game is brought to you by. Let's get that out of the way first because we want to let you know that it's a exciting new app. That uh, for first-time bettors is big-time stuff. You can get a completely risk-free bet when you make your first bet with the BetMGM app of up to $500. Same guys that bring you Borgata, Atlantic City's premier hotel and casino, be with you all season long with a wide variety of betting options and easy deposit withdrawal methods. Just download the app, use bonus code VSIN500 at sign-up to get your $500 risk-free bet. That's bonus code VSIN500 to place your first BetMGM wager risk-free. You can sign up anywhere, but you must be in the state of New Jersey to place a bet. BetMGM is how you play the game. Download the app today. Got to be 21 years of age or older. New Jersey only. Restrictions apply. It's the BetMGM app. Skill Alexander, uh, Chris Andrews is in Los Angeles hanging out with us um, for guessing lines. Before we resume week six guessing lines, because we've got a whole bunch more games to get to. Uh, as far as the quadruple header today in baseball, Chris, you've had a week, obviously, for folks, not only a week, but really they could have bet this game even in the offseason, the uh, Browns and the Niners tonight. What do you think the total handle of these four baseball games at the South Point, what percentage of the handle of the game tonight in football do we get to? 50%? 25%? No, no. Uh, uh, boy, I'd be shocked if it got to 25%. Hmm. I'm looking right now. 
Uh, we got we actually have some pretty decent money on the raise uh, for today's game. But, you know, of course, we've got a long way to go. There's a lot of, you know, guys going to be coming in and out. And that's the great thing about day baseball is it bring, brings customers into the sports world, you know, throughout the day. And, of course, this is day baseball on steroids with, uh, yes, it is. you know, with uh, four playoff games. You know, so I'm looking forward to a really good handle. But, you know, you have to remember, this is a Monday night game. I told you we had a couple $50,000 bets yes, on, the, uh, mm-hmm. on the 49ers. And if we got to 25%, I'd be shocked, you know, and be very happy probably, but uh, I don't see that happening. Yeah, 25% does seem a little ambitious given the time, uh, the time constraints on these games, and obviously the uh, the bets yeah. you mentioned in this game on Monday Night Football. All right, let us let us resume. Week six, because I know we got a whole bunch uh, more games to get to. What's next? Uh, New Orleans at Jacksonville. New Orleans at Jacksonville. New Orleans, we mentioned with the uh, touchdown win over the Buccaneers yesterday. Jacksonville uh, loses to Carolina by a touchdown at Carolina. Gardner Minshew, though, uh, I still, you know, look, I get aboard the Gardner Minshew train. 26 of 44 yeah. in defeat, 374 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. But he had a little fumbleitis yesterday. A little case of the dropsies. He fumbled three times. Leonard Fournette, 23 for 108 and a touchdown. DJ Chark, eight for 164, two touchdowns. The Jaguars put up 507 total yards of offense in defeat, uh, but they were minus three in turnovers. And as it always is the case, or almost always, that's really the story. As far as the Saints, Teddy Bridgewater, 26 of 34 for 314, four touchdowns, one pick, never sacked. He's 4-0 now as a starter in New Orleans. In his first 11 quarters this year, which included two victories as a starter, he hadn't completed a pass as long as 30 yards. Yesterday, first quarter against the Bucks, 34-yarder to Thomas. Then he hit Thomas later for a 42-yarder early in the second half. Uh, that set up a 33-yarder to Ted Ginn. So he was all over the place yesterday uh, in a good way, Teddy Bridgewater. Thomas finished with 11 catches for 182, two touchdowns. And the Saints were 8 of 15 on third downs. They outgained the Buccaneers 457 to 252. So uh, perhaps the scoreboard wasn't exactly indicative of the nature of that game. Uh, New Orleans at Jacksonville. I will say, now, do we, this is Bridgewater still, Jeff, not Breeze. Still, even though Breeze took his first uh, throws this past week. Uh, I'll say New Orleans by two and a half on the road here, Chris. Uh, it's pick or I see some Saints one, but most, almost entirely pick them. Mm. Uh, I like the Saints one myself, but, uh, you know, one thing that, uh, if you look at the QBR, like I say, just one more thing that I'd like to look at, just a different way of looking at the same stats. Uh, Garner Minshew was 48 and the fumbles had something to do with that. Now, is that an aberration? I don't know. I'd have to look through and see a little more closely. But he didn't protect the ball well yesterday, that's for sure. Now, I'm not throwing interceptions, but he did fumble a couple times, and that hurt his QBR and really kind of hurt the Jags a little bit too. But, uh, you know, Teddy, I've gone on record. I've loved Teddy from day one. That knee injury has really, you know, taken a lot out of his career. But yesterday he looked pretty good. Is that portend better future for this kid? You know, I certainly hope so. But uh, I think New Orleans is, uh, you know, Coming into form a little bit, their defense, which I thought was very good so far this year, wasn't that great yesterday, but it was okay. 
But uh, I like the one better. You liked it even a little bit higher. But I'm going to open New Orleans one. Um, you know, but uh, I think this is going to be a well-bet game. It's a pretty interesting game. Remember when uh, Teddy Bridgewater decided to stay and back up Drew Brees instead of taking a starting job at yeah. Miami? And people gave him gave yeah. him some flack for that? Looks like a pretty genius maneuver right now. Like just with the difference well, in one organization. Well, million, too. Yeah. He's getting seven million to be the backup to a forty-year-old quarterback. I mean, someday Brees is going to be too old and have to retire. You know, and uh, you know maybe Teddy is the quarterback of the future down there. I don't know, but he looked pretty good yesterday. And I'll tell you what, if he could regain that form he had at Louisville in his first couple years at Minnesota, I mean, he would be a very good option for this uh, long term uh, for for the Saints. You know, Absolutely. If, if, if. Absolutely. You know, so and, and, and I don't know. But it is a commentary on making a decision based on organization, right? The difference between the Saints yeah. organization and that of the Dolphins. And so, uh, you know, he got a lot of flack for that, but good for him. Good for him where he ended up. And uh, we'll see Drew Brees uh, sooner than later. And Teddy will be waiting in the wings. Anything else goes down. What's yeah. next? Yeah, speaking of uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, how about that for a decision based on uh, you know, organization? Okay, we'll get there later. <laughs> Philadelphia at Minnesota. Philadelphia at Minnesota. All right, let me just let me just start here. This has to be Minnesota minus three. I'm guessing. Um, two good teams. Yeah. I mean, what else can you open it? Yeah, it is three. It is three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's exa- yeah. Okay. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. But, I mean, what else could this be? Yeah. Really? I mean, that that was kind of my thinking here. Philadelphia outgained the Jets yesterday, two sixty-five to one twenty-eight. In other words, two sixty-five. Not that good for the Eagles, but the Jets are so bad at football. Uh, 128. So Philadelphia in their big win over the uh, big by in terms of margin, uh, 31 to six win over the Jets yesterday as 14 point favorites. That was one of my circuit picks. Uh, Nate Jerry returned yeah. a uh, interception for a score. Orlando Scandrick took a strip sack the distance for the Philadelphia D. Uh, Eagles first team in NFL history to record 10 sacks and score two defensive touchdowns in a single game. More history yesterday in the NFL. Uh, Luke Falk didn't get uh, any snaps with the starters until Friday. That was very curious to me. Luke Falk didn't get any snaps with the starters until Friday in practice last week because the Jets hoped that Sam Darnold would be cleared to play from the mononucleosis. Don't you have a contingency plan, though, where you're letting Luke Falk play with the starters? That seems very odd to me. Uh, Minnesota in their win against the Giants, which you already talked about. Kirk Cousins, 22 of 27 for 306, two touchdowns, no pick. That in his return from Thielen Gate and Diggs Gate, where they were complaining about not getting the ball. Uh, Dalvin Cook, though, 21 for 132. Dalvin Cook getting it done. Thielen, for his part, seven catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. They outgained the Giants, did the Vikings, as we pointed out, 490 to 211. 490 to 211, and they did so while getting penalized 12 times for 112 yards. They took a knee, as I mentioned, inside the New York Five to end the game, so it could have been worse. Uh, the defense also got a safety. They chipped in with that. Dan Bailey, four field goals, 31, 48, 32, and 45 yards. Um, so Vikings by three, and you said it is Vikings by three. Good game. That's probably the best matchup we've had so far. Well, that's a terrific one, yeah. But uh, well, back to the Eagles, uh, Carson Wentz, not great stats, but again, I look at QBR, just a different way of looking at things, 89.6, so an excellent game in the sense that QBR tries to uh, statistically evaluate a quarterback on what he does to help his team win the game. And I think that right there tells you they, they didn't have to do that much uh, to win the game against the Jets. 
And uh, we'll get to the Jets a little later, I guess. But, boy, what a franchise that is. But I think Wentz is coming around. I mean, he's obviously had some injuries over the years. He seems to get knocked an awful lot, even though he was certainly in the uh, MVP discussion a couple of years back. But he's he's pretty darn good quarterback. He's a pretty good team. Same I could say for Minnesota. But, uh, yeah, this has to be three. And I think this will be uh, certainly one of the marquee games of the weekend. We in the afternoon games yet, Chris, or one more early? One more early one. All right, what's that? You'll love this one. Oh, here it comes. Washington at Miami. Oh, do we have like a we have like music to play behind that uh, announcement? Washington <laughs> at Miami. O and five versus O and four. Guess what, Redskins? You're the O and five. Uh, so those uh, for those who missed it uh, this morning, uh, Dan Graziano was the first person to report it over at ESPN. Uh, the Redskins fired head coach Jay Gruden. We mentioned that at the top. Uh, this was of no surprise to anybody, uh, least of which to Jay Gruden, by the way. Uh, Gruden ends yeah. his Redskins tenure 35-49-1 over five-plus seasons in Washington. I mentioned it earlier. The only reason he went past two years is because at the time, Daniel Snyder, the knock on Daniel Snyder was, oh, you keep cycling through coaches. So Daniel Snyder was like, I'll show him. I'll hire this. I'll, I'll extend this mediocre head coach. I'll prove him wrong. Uh, so listen, I'm no Jay Gruden fan. I think he was a terrible in-game coach. I don't think he was particularly bright <clears throat> in press conferences, the way he handled stuff. So I am no Jay Gruden fan, and I'm happy that, you know, I, I have, I'm nonplussed by his departure as a guy who grew up on the Redskins. But let me just say this. Um, this goes way beyond Jay Gruden. This goes right to the top. Uh, if you listen to the whole, uh, in case you missed Vison last week stuff, I had my Redskin rant last week about about being growing up a Redskin fan and what it is hard to express to people again, how beloved this team was by those of us who grew up in that area of the country. It was a matter of civic pride, three Super Bowl titles in an 11 year span from the 82 season to the 91 season through the 91 season. And you grew up with Joe Gibbs as your head coach and what a wonderful thing this was to have. It was a Washington DC is not a sports town. It was a Redskin town. And before Joe Gibbs 2.0, there was a withering away of that in the first part of Daniel Snyder's tenure as an owner. But when Joe Gibbs came back, there was a four-year respite, and it was like the sort of, it wiped away. It was like a Band-Aid for what was happening. Then, uh, and by the way, they made the playoffs twice in those four years. Ever since then, by the way, the Spurrier two years before that was the biggest joke of them all. But... This is a, it is, again, this is something that was beloved by people. It has gone from something beloved to something that people not only are apathetic about, but in some cases want the worst for. And Daniel Snyder, it is run from the top. And quite frankly, if you're a Redskin fan, you don't care where this guy ends up. You don't, you, you will curse him because there are so many things he's done from a human perspective beyond football that is just so egregious. How you can take something that is so great to people and make it this way. Uh, and if and if you're wondering, you know, why the, the sort of passion comes from, just let me take it beyond this and, and you decide. First of all, you have a team name, and I know this is politicized. You have a team name that has no real place in this country, in sports or otherwise, that is still there, and he said he will never change it. We can disagree about that. Fine. Let's move on to something else. He charged people to get in training camp. Okay? That might not bother you. Uh, what about the fact that the New York Times reported that he had Redskin cheerleaders going on a trip to Costa Rica for sponsors and for suite owners, and those cheerleaders ended up topless? There's a misogynistic element that he doesn't care about. I can go on. Here's one more, and I think we all can agree on this. 
9-11. What did Daniel Snyder do after 9-11? He immediately imposed a security charge to ticket prices. This is a bad dude who only cares about himself who ruined something that people loved. So the fact that they're 0-5 and they're firing Jay Gruden is like moving the chairs on the Titanic. It doesn't matter. And they're going to botch the next coaching search. By the way, Bill Callahan is your interim coach, former uh, head coach of the Raiders, uh, who, by the way, ended in mutiny with the Raiders, former head coach at uh, Nebraska. He's the interim coach. Yesterday, the Redskins took a 7 to nothing lead. By the way, on a betting perspective, you had a prop that cashed here on the Redskins scoring first, Chrissy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what I have it, I mean, 28 to 1. And a few guys had the Redskins. I think, I don't know if they were the longest shot on the board. I have to go look. But they were certainly one of the longest shots on the board. So a few guys had a couple of bucks on them, yeah. 28 yeah, so, to 1. Uh, yeah. 7 to nothing lead yeah. on a fluke yeah. play. And uh, yeah. no one was yeah. uh, fooled. <laughs> Colt McCoy, 18 of 27 for 119. No touchdowns, one pick. Sacked six times. Uh, 75 passing yards when you factor all the sacks in. They were out first downed by the Patriots, 23 to 11. The, the FedEx field was overrun by Patriots fans. It is not an exception for that to happen at FedEx field. That's the apathy. I told you, my entire generation of Redskins season ticket holders were bequeathed these season tickets as a family heirloom. The Redskins season ticket list was generations long. People did not want to give up their tickets out of respect for their parents and their grandparents. Everybody in the last three years, everybody that I know, has willingly given them up. They've had it. One for 11 on third down yesterday. They were outgained by the Patriots, 442 to 220. John, uh, Jay Gruden out, Bill Callahan interim coach. And all of that said, after all of that, at Miami, the team that's trying to lose, <laughs> I think the Redskins are three-point road favorites. You're a little like three and a half. Oh, but you can't <laughs> yeah. give him a hook. You can't give him a hook yeah. on top of that. Really? Come on. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm going to, I see solid three and a half. I just don't, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be with the market on this game because I just don't want to mess with it too. I don't want to, I don't want to go into Sunday morning and, and need anybody in this game for uh, anything substantial. But that was a great rant on Daniel Snyder. And I would just tell anybody, out there, if you're interested, just go Google Daniel Snyder. And what he did to this franchise is absolutely ridiculous. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he owns it. I guess he just can't throw him out of the league for the hell of it. But uh, I, I think that um, they would all love to. He's not a very well-liked or respected person, which you can see. But go see some of the other things he's done, like stuff like cutting down trees that block block his view, but we're part of the ancient uh, yes. Washington culture on the Potomac he, river. Yes. All, yeah. All sorts of, I mean, he is just an absolutely despicable human being in every sense of the word. I mean, I can't think of one good thing about this guy, but go Google it and take a look. Gil just, what Gil said was the tip of the iceberg folks. You yeah. know, believe me, Google, Google uh, Dan you know, Snyder, I, I six get... flags. If you want to also, if you want to find out more about him, just an it, awful guy. Yeah. Okay. You know, I try not to get personal with all this stuff and there's, there's really not too many teams I root against, you know, but this is one that, I mean, you just can't help but root against Daniel Snyder. I mean, he makes Jerry Jones look like a humanitarian, you know, so uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, but anyway, getting back to the number three and a half is what I'm going to open. I'm, I'm surprised there's a hook involved. I do think the Redskins should be favored as the 0-5 team on the road at minus three because the Dolphins are just historically bad and are trying to lose. Um, 
But yeah, it, it is personal to me, obviously. Uh, it's personal to me because it was something so beloved uh, that turned into something so awful uh, by one man's actions. By the way, Bruce Allen is a stooge also. Jay Gruden, first coach yeah. to be fired, 3-1. to one, It cashes in faraway places. He was the short shot. Um, and I guess Dan Quinn, you're on, you're on the clock. Dan Quinn, Atlanta Falcons, you're on the clock probably. Dan Quinn, by the way, Ooh, was 12-1 yeah. to one in that same market uh, offshore. So uh, we'll talk about the Falcons when we get to them. We'll come back. Week 6, guessing lines with Chris Andrews, the 0-5 Redskins. <laughs> Three-point road favorites at Miami, or three and a half, for God's sakes. Three and a half. half Unbelievable. Half. We got to look at the uh, the annals to see if uh, if that's been a if an zero five team has ever been a three and a half point favorite on the road against anybody in the history of the National Football League. That should be something to look up. We'll come back. Chrissy's standing by. Guessing lines, week six in the NFL. Keep it right here for more of A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Back on A Numbers Game, as the man said right here, Vista and the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Uh, Chris Felica, friend of show, friend of network, friend in general. I nominate Gil for the job. <laughs> Talk about the Redskins. Uh, thank you, I accept. I will take the uh, job. Uh, John Murray, a subsequent tweet says, uh, John Murray should be uh, assistant GM. I nominate John Murray as co-GM. Let's get this done. By the way, David Chang, the uh, famous uh, Korean-American uh, chef and restaurateur who is famous for the Momofuku restaurants around the country, specifically uh, or mainly in New York City, uh, grew up a Redskin fan in the Washington, D.C. area. He once started a Kickstarter campaign, Jeff, to buy the Redskins. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Because of Daniel Snyder, Kickstarter told him to knock it off. said, stop doing that. I was, all, I was emptying my bank account as he... <laughs> As he started the Kickstarter campaign, uh, thanks to everybody for the uh, for the uh, the tweets. Also, uh, here's one: uh, best breakdown on Snyder and Redskins that I've ever heard. In the total truth, that's Burt Coins eighteen. Thank you for that. Sorry, I had to go through that. So you're saying you're not a Daniel Snyder fan? Cowboys underscore Cubs one. Just looking for some clarification here because you don't seem crystal clear. Uh, and then uh, New York Mess sixteen. Love the Redskins rant, but I can counter with New York Knicks and Jim Dolan. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. Here's one. Gaming Today. Our pal Chrissy Andrews on uh, on the numbers game. Daniel Snyder makes Jerry Jones look like a humanitarian. Well said. Let's bring Chrissy uh, back in here. It's Chris Andrews, ladies and gentlemen. You can follow Chris at Andrews Sports on Twitter. He's the author of Then One Day, um, a book available at Amazon and wherever books are uh, are sold. And, of course, his day job, South Point Sportsbook uh, Director, Chris, um, hoping to get you back here sometime soon. What's that looking like? Well, you know, right now, I mean, there's nothing stopping me yet from being released on October 20th that I know of. But I have uh, have a long day with doctors today. As soon as I get done with this show, as a matter of fact, I'm heading up to the hospital, which is only like a block or two away. And uh, but I got a long day. I got like three sep- or four separate doctors. Uh, visits today so we'll see so far it's so good is what they tell me but uh, you know it's an ever-changing situation 
uh, you know, it, it's been good so far, but uh, there's there's definitely a few issues we're still looking at. Okay. So, you know, well, and we'll you see. have a, you have a long day, and you're still kind enough to join us and do this and listen to me listen to me <laughs> rant about random people. So thank you, uh, really, from the bottom of our hearts. It's not random people. We all hate uh, Daniel Snyder. I didn't find a human on earth that likes Daniel Snyder. Probably Mrs. Daniel Snyder would love to dump the guy. You know, but uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's her business. That's her business. That's that's right. All right, let's continue with uh, week six guessing lines. Again, a couple wrong teams favored, I think, a couple strange lines. Um, I was I had so much conviction last week, and it worked out uh, with a four and one record. Uh, finally showed up for these contests, four and one ATS. The Bears got me. Uh, we'll see how we, when we review these after the show, but let's do the rest of them. What's next? These are afternoon games now? Cameron, we're in the afternoon now. Okay. Uh, San Francisco at the L.A. Rams. All right, and San Francisco hasn't played. They got the Browns tonight. They're five-point favorites. Chrissy's telling me they're taking all kinds of bets on the Niners tonight. Niners are 3-0 and currently. They'll either be 3-1 and or 4-0, and barring a tie after tonight. The Rams are going to have extra rest. The Niners are going to have short rest. Same thing with the Seahawks. Uh, isn't that interesting that the Seahawks get the uh, the Browns? Yeah. And that the, uh, it is interesting. Yeah, yeah, and that the Niners get the, and that the Rams get the Niners. Um, that's interesting. And the Rams get them at home, by the way. Jared Goff, Thursday night, 29-49, 395, one touchdown, one pick in defeat. Everett was his big target, 7 of 136. So was Cooper Cup, 9 for 117 in a touchdown. Gurley, though, that's the story with the Rams, right? Load management, 15 carries, 51 yards, two touchdowns. I'll say the Rams by four and a half. Just to throw it out there, again, we haven't seen the Niners yet. Yeah, you're right on. I see four and four and a half. I like a little bit of the higher number better, uh, you know, depending certainly on how San Francisco looks tonight. But you know, with the extra rest for the one side, short rest for the other side, uh, you know, a travel, but I mean, not a particularly tough travel going from San Francisco to L.A., but still a travel and you're not playing in front of your home fans. I'm not sure why the NFL did this. It just seems like some, I don't know, some some quirk and scheduling that was yeah. not well thought out that would be weird. my opinion. Um, but anyway, I'm going to look four and a half. I'm going to be on a little bit of the high side here, but I see four and four and a half. I like the four and a half better. I am proud of myself for that one. Nailed that one. Four and a half on the Rams. But again, we haven't seen the Niners tonight. So uh, that story has not been uh, written quite yet in completion. What's next? Atlanta at Arizona. Man. Another barn burner. Atlanta won. Yeah, this is a tough one. Yeah, if it weren't for the for the Redskins and the Dolphins, this would be the laughing stock game. Atlanta's one and four. Arizona's one three and one. Atlanta loses, uh, as we mentioned yesterday, to Houston, fifty three to thirty two. Dan Quinn, you're on the clock. Arizona gets their first win under Cliff Kingsbury. They're one three and one. Uh, as you mentioned, let's start with Atlanta. As you mentioned, in defeat, Matt Ryan filled up a stat sheet. He always does. Thirty two of forty six for three thirty, three touchdowns and a pick. Atlanta loses their third straight game. Kyler Murray for the Cardinals, twenty of thirty two for two fifty three, no touchdowns, no picks. But he got one touchdown on the ground in this game. He was ten for ninety three rushing. And on that last drive, Cincinnati scored two touchdowns late to tie this game up. Cincinnati looked like they were left for dead. They come back all the way to tie this. But Cardinals have the ball late. Murray throws a 24-yard pass, which was perfect, right down the, the sideline. Two plays later, he scrambles for another 24 yards to get Arizona in position for a Zane Gonzalez 31-yard field goal on the final play. He gets it done, 26-23. They beat the Bengals 
Cardinals' first win, as I mentioned, under Kingsbury. Uh, Murray had been sacked a league-high 20 times, but only was sacked once yesterday. Um, and he outgained the Bengals in the first half himself. He ran for 48 yards, uh, including a first-half touchdown, threw for 129 as the Cardinals outgained the Bengals 272-90. to 514 total yards of offense for the Cardinals in this game. They did have 12 penalties for 96 yards. They got to clean that up. But here's the thing. I don't think anybody thinks the Cardinals are good. This is a real perception game to me, uh, Chris. I don't think anybody thinks the Cardinals are any good, even with that win yesterday. And I still think with the Falcons at 1-4 and four, that people think they're actually good, like that they have it in them to be good. Right, that's it's a total perception difference, and therefore, I think Atlanta is not only going to be a favorite in this game. Not only do I think that they'll be a three-point favorite, I think they'll be more than a three-point favorite on the road. I would say four and a half on the road at Arizona. Wow, you're way high on this one. Mm. I see one and a half and two. Mm. Atlanta the favorite. All right, well, I was wrong. Uh, I, I like the higher that you know. I've been kind of against Murray and against their coach Kingsbury. But, you know, Atlanta, I, I think you kind of nailed it there. We expect Atlanta to be good. We think it ha- they have uh, the, the tools and the elements right. to be good. They just have not put it together yet. And I'm looking at Arizona. Uh, they had, where's my notes here? They had 268 yards rushing yesterday. And Murray did have his best game. 81.8 was his QBR, which is very good. I was surprised it was that high, to be honest with you. Uh, they they don't get to play the Bengals defense every week, but they are playing the Atlanta defense, <laughs> which is right. no bargain either. Meets the so, Falcons defense. Man, the defense. Yeah. yeah, that is just a horrible, horrible defense. I do think you're way high on this one, uh, but I'm going to open two of the of the numbers out there. I do like the higher, but uh, I'm not going to go all the way to a three with this game because uh, I think there is a lot of perception, mostly negative on both sides, but a little more positive I do believe on Atlanta, but, uh, you know, I don't know. This is going to be, I, I hope I don't need anybody here for a fortune come, come Sunday. Cause, uh, to tell you the truth, I needed both losers. I needed Atlanta pretty good yesterday <laughs> and I needed, I needed to beat Arizona yesterday oh, and I don't want to be in a position to either one of those, uh, yeah. come Sunday. That, that was one of those where, am I guessing, I had to remind myself, am I guessing what I think the line's going to be or what I think it'll be? Like what I think it should be or what I think it'll be. And I was guessing what I thought it would be, and I was wrong about that. I thought minus four and a half. And you're saying it's minus two and a half, minus one and a half, you said? What is it? One and a half and two, and I'm going to open the two. Okay. Yeah. Atlanta minus two here at the South Point Hotel Casino. So I went uh, over the three and beyond on that one. Interesting. All right, let's do another. Dallas at the Jets. Dallas at the Jets. Um, so Dallas has beaten Miami, the Redskins, and the Giants. And then when they played New Orleans and Green Bay, they got punched in the mouth. So they're 3-2. and two. Dak, though, again yesterday, 27 of 44 for 463. It's like we're playing a cartoon with all these numbers today. 27 of 44 for 463. Two touchdowns, three picks, sacked three times. Amari Cooper, 11 for 226 and a touchdown. By the way, the 463 for Dak, the 226 for Cooper, both career highs. Gallup added seven catches for 113 and a touchdown. The Cowboys had 563 total yards in defeat. They lost to the Packers, by the way, yesterday. Uh, 34 to 24 in a game that wasn't that close, quite frankly. Uh, 
Cowboys were three-point favorites. Uh, Packers led 17 to nothing at the half. It was really a story about Cowboys turnovers. Uh, Prescott had never lost a previous game when throwing for more than 275 yards. And again, he threw for 463. They lose this. Cowboys were minus three in turnovers, including the first drive. They were matriculating down the field. Prescott to Cooper bounces off Cooper right into the hands of Jair Alexander, and it shifted the game right from the outset. Um, 11 penalties, 124 yards for the Cowboys as well. That isn't cool. But they get the Jets. And the Jets, who one of my picks was the Eagles yesterday. And again, for those who are like, what, you picked the Patriots and the Eagles? How square are you? You better figure out that the Jets are horrible without Sam Darnold, especially, and that the Redskins had no shot against the Patriots. But anyway, back to the Jets for a second. Falk, 15 of 26 for 120 yards. It's your Jets, Jeffrey. Parlay, bring you into this. Falk, 15 of 26 for 120. No touchdowns, two picks. The Jets were sacked 10 times for 59 yards by the Eagles. 128 total yards of offense. 128. The Jets now, here you go, 54 consecutive possessions by opponents inside the red zone in which the opponent has scored. Not necessarily a touchdown, but 54 in a row, touchdown or field goal. 54! It's your Jets. What, why, why should I be surprised by any of this? 54! Someone racked that, me screaming, 54. Jets have two touchdowns in four games. Is that good? The Jets went 12 straight quarters without an offensive touchdown before they got a score yesterday. That was the longest streak in the league since the Titans went 14 straight quarters without a touchdown in 2010. Offensive touchdown, that is. So what I'm saying is the Jets aren't good. So the Cowboys get another patsy opponent. we got to figure it's Darnold here. Who knows? Who knows, right? But probably? I mean, Cowboys, I'm going to say Cowboys minus 10 and a half on the road. Chris? Uh, you're a little light. Or, I'm sorry, you're a little heavy. It's eight and a half and nine. Give me the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to open the I'm going to open the nine. Well, I've been kind of on this QBR thing. I'm, I'm kind of always on it. There's one. You know what the false QBR was yesterday? Oh, no. What? <laughs> 1.8. Man, I, Jeff there just might be fist. some lower ones. <laughs> But I don't remember. And my, and my first thought, where did he get the 1.8? I can't believe it wasn't zero. You know, he was he was terrible. But how can you not give him any snaps? I, you know, when they finally That's announced crazy, right? out, I, I tweeted out, I mean, there's no doctor in the world that would have signed off on Sam Darnold playing when his spleen is at risk. That's right. I mean, no doctor's going to sign off on this. Come on. I mean, and I'm, you know, Unfortunately, I know a little bit more about medicine than I wish I ever did. Yeah. But, I mean, they're just never going to go into something like that. And I mean, you know, the risk involved, a kid getting multiple millions, you're going to risk an internal organ. It's crazy. It's not going to happen. But, you know, I, I can't believe Adam Gaze didn't know that. And I saw where even some of the Jets fans are calling for him to be fired uh, four games into his career. You know, here's the thing. If, I, if Luke I, Falk didn't get any snaps till Friday, that's kind of a fireable offense, isn't it? I mean, like one thing's not going to get you fired. Is. But that, that should be added to the list when they do, if they do. Well, like I said, who who you, you had to suspect that a doctor would not sign off on this. I mean, come on. No. You don't have to be a genius, but I'm going to be on the high end here. You said 10 and a half. 
I'm going to use mine, but I, like you know, and I think you made a really good point. This is the kind of team that Dallas just beats up on, and they will beat up on this team, especially after coming off a couple of losses. You know, they'll they'll love to run it up here, and uh, maybe that Jerry Jones humanitarian thing that I was mentioning might go out the window. You know, but uh, <laughs> they'll run it up on the Jets if they can. Luke Falk, if he's the quarterback, ten and a half is too low. My guess, my guess of ten and a half is too low. Um, and yes. You recover from mononucleosis, boys and girls, but the spleen in a contact sport, uh, if something happens to that, you are at risk of your, of your life. So you can't yeah. do that. Uh, so we'll see if it's uh, Darnold. We'll see if it's Falk. Fails even got in the game. Did he not, Jeff? Wow. Uh, he got sacked. He got sacked, too. That was the 10th sack of the 10. <laughs> <laughs> he got sacked. Uh, do we have one more game that's not prime time, Chris? Yeah, Tennessee at Denver. Tennessee at Denver. Uh, Denver gets off the schneid. Denver, in one of those two blowout afternoon games that the NFL was so uh, genius or only giving us two afternoon games, Denver gets it done. They beat the Chargers 20-13. to 13. A battle of the minds between Vic Fangio and Anthony Lynn for all to see. Uh, Denver, uh, Lindsey got it done on the ground. 15 of 114, a touchdown. But they had 12 penalties for 122 yards. Uh, Broncos defense, which didn't force a takeaway in their first four games, Forced three turnovers in this one. They held the Chargers without an offensive touchdown for the first time in 56 games. And two of the takeaways came inside the Denver Five. Well, that is always huge. Two of the takeaways came inside the Denver Five. Um, We'll get to the Chargers, I would assume, here coming up. As far as Tennessee, uh, Tennessee loses to Buffalo. They lose 14-7. to Marcus Mariota, 13 of 22, 183, no touchdowns, no picks, sacked five times. Um, Tennessee sacked Josh Allen four times on defense. But the story of this game was four missed Cairo Santos field goals. Check that. Three missed, one blocked. Uh, blocked Cairo's 33-yarder in the fourth quarter. A kick that would have given the Titans a 10-7 lead. Uh, he was signed. Santos was to fill in for Ryan Suckup, uh, who's healing on injured reserve. Santos also missed a 50-yarder wide left to start the second quarter. 36-yarder inside the final minute wide right. And he was also wide left on a 53-yarder. So, anyway, uh, Tennessee's at Denver. God, this is hard. I just this Tennessee's one of these teams, again, throw them in the barrel of, I have no idea what you're getting week to week, except that I know that Marcus Mariota is going to be pretty good protecting the football. And Denver, like, do I think they're good all of a sudden? No. Um, I have... I have written down here tennis, uh, Tennessee minus one and a half. The more I think about it, the more that should probably be a pick em. Just flip a coin. Yeah, Denver two and a half. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't get well, that. Come on. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, the whole world was on Denver yesterday against the Chargers. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I, I've knocked the Chargers plenty. This, this another one of those teams with all the talent in the world but just can't seem to put it together. But how the whole world was on Denver, I, I really don't know. But that was a big, big loss for us yesterday. We, uh, you know, we got we got trounced pretty good on that game, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know what that means going forward. I, you know, I respect the market certainly, but I don't know what that means going forward. And Tennessee, you know, I like Mike Vrabel. I think he's going to be a good coach. You know, is he yet? Maybe not, but I think he's going to be a real good coach. Uh, but I certainly have my questions on the team in general. Um, I'm kind of like you. I thought this should be closer to pick, you know, but I see pretty much a blanket two and a half. 
So uh, I'm probably going to open the two and a half just because oh. I don't have a strong opinion here. Let's see what they want to do with it. Yeah, I don't get. I don't get it. I don't know that I would want to gravitate towards it either, though. If that's if that makes any sense, we'll yeah. come back. We'll do the two primetime games Sunday night, Monday night, and then we'll go through these again. Uh, see what stood out. It's a numbers game. Guessing lines with Chris Andrews right here, Week Six in the NFL at Veasan. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. <laughs> Jeff, fifty-four straight possessions by the opponent in which they have scored. The New York Football Jets. 54. You know what the best part is, Gil? Yes. They're not even the worst team in their own division. That's true. They're probably not. Let's do Sunday night, Chrissy. What do you got? Uh, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Chargers. Pittsburgh's the one. Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers. That's right. Pittsburgh's one in four. Pittsburgh uh, loses yesterday. Uh, to the Baltimore Ravens, as we mentioned in overtime, 26-23. to 23. Obviously, uh, the headline of that game, scary, scary moment. Mason Rudolph, who ended up 13 of 20 for 131, a touchdown, no picks, uh, hit by uh, Earl Thomas, um, un- you know, unintentional. No one's trying to hurt anybody. We have to take everybody at their word there. But it looked real bad for Mason Rudolph. The cart didn't work uh, to take him off the field. Yeah. They had to, like, help him off the field. And you had undrafted rookie free agent Devlin Hodges out of Samford. How many people listening to this show knew who Devlin Hodges was? Uh, he went 7 of 9 for 68, which is actually pretty good in relief. Um, but the uh, Steelers were trailing 17 to 13. They were facing 3rd and 11 at their own 12, midway through the 3rd. He lined up in shotgun. He dropped back to pass. Play broke down. He scrambled to his left, stepped up the field, flicked the ball to uh, James Washington right before the crown of Thomas's helmet hit him in the chin or under the chin. He fell to the ground. He was limp. He laid there. His eyes were closed. Medical personnel rushed to attend to him. It was an ugly scene. He's, all things considered, much better than we thought initially. Uh, we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Steelers next week at this point. Obviously, Rudolph's in concussion protocol. 11 penalties for 76 yards for the Steelers. Nothing going well for them. The Chargers lose to the Broncos, as we just talked about. Melvin Gordon was back, 12 carries, 31 yards, four catches, seven yards. If anything, he just kind of took away some of the shine from Austin Eckler. The Chargers ended up with 35 total rushing yards. Remember, that's the Broncos they were facing, the Broncos who gave up 225 yards on the ground to Leonard Fournette last week. Eckler did have 15 catches for 86 yards. But as we mentioned when we were talking about the Chargers-Broncos game, two fumbles inside the Denver Five. Eckler stopped at the Broncos one by Kareem Jackson, final play of the first half, when he fumbled trying to reach the goal line, trying to stretch it. Uh, And then in the third quarter, uh, Kazir White intercepted a Flacco pass, gave the Chargers the ball to Denver seven. But then Phillip Rivers did Phillip Rivers things. He tried to throw it into double coverage. He was picked off by Alexander Johnson in the end zone, third and goal from the two. And uh, Phillip Rivers after the game, quote, I think I'm going to look at it and go, gosh, unquote. <laughs> doesn't like to curse. Doesn't curse. I, I think I'm going to look at it and go, gosh, uh, Chargers by seven and a half, Chris, I guess. <laughs> well, actually, I see six and six and a half. I, I like the higher number here. You know, I'm not sure who's going to be the quarterback for the Steelers, but yeah, we don't I didn't think you missed a headline on the Steelers. Uh, well, you know, two of their main guys, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner, have both fumbled in very, very key situations. Yes. Now, ordinarily, I'd say those things are a little bit random, and I guess to a point they are. But you cannot have your probably two, well, especially with Roethlisberger out now, 
They're probably your two best offensive players. You cannot have them fumbling in key situations and expect to win football games. So you just can't do that. Yeah. And uh, like I said, there, is there an element of randomness to that? I guess so. But I know if, if you were with Bill Belichick, you know, goodbye. I'm not sure what he would do because, yeah, yeah probably goodbye. You know, uh, I had a friend of mine from uh, Nevada the other day. We were talking about that kid's name, Sudfield. I think it was the um, tight end. That, you know, he was a he yeah, was a draft choice out of uh, Nevada, tight end for uh, for New England. They really thought he fit into the offense really well. He fumbled the ball. Or he didn't fumble it on an onside kick and hit him right in the chest. He didn't grab it. The other team recovered the ball. Next morning, he was cut. You know, that is the way Billichick does it. You can't argue with his success, certainly. I don't know what you do with Schuster and Connor, but, I mean, how do you rely on these guys? So I think that was been a big, big thing for Pittsburgh because they've been close. I mean, other well, first game of the season, they got blasted by, by New England. But other than that, they've been kind of close. And they easily could have won that game yesterday. You know, but, you know, your key guys make key errors in that game. And that's why they, they lost that game. Uh, anyway, I like six and a half. I see both numbers, but I like six and a half. But needless to say, I'm going to be moving this pretty quick. But I did think that kid, I can't even remember his name right now. What's his name? Hodges? Devlin Hodges. Yeah, I thought he looked, yeah, I mean, I thought he looked pretty good. And if you go look at his college statistics, you know, for, for Stanford or Samford, Samford you know, yes. whoever it was, <laughs> yeah, uh, they were pretty good. So, I mean, the kid has some talent. I don't know if that translates into an NFL quarterback, but he does have some talent. And he didn't look bad in a very, you know, limited role yesterday. But, uh, I mean, we certainly want Mason Rudolph under center if you are a Steeler fan. But uh, that being said, the Chargers still find ways to lose games. It's just scratching your head really for the last couple of years. And a, a lot of that falls on Phillip Rivers. A lot of it falls on the coaching and just up and down that organization. But uh, all that, and I'm going to open at six and a half. And this, this is going to be an interesting Sunday night game. Yeah, and you would think, because I guess seven and a half and it's at six and a half, that I would leap to bet the Chargers, right, going through a key number. But I don't trust them yeah. at all, at all. I wouldn't leap no, to bet No, nobody does. We'll come back. We'll do the Monday night game. We'll wrap it up. We'll go through what we like next on a numbers game at VEASAN. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. I apologize to uh, fans of the Monday night game because we only have about 45 seconds to get to it. Chris, what is the Monday night game? Detroit at Green Bay. Detroit uh, coming off a bye. Green Bay coming off that win over the Cowboys, which we discussed. Uh, they outpossessed Dallas 36 minutes, 43 seconds to 23 minutes, 17. Aaron Jones, 19 carries, 107 yards, four touchdowns, seven catches, 75 yards. They did all that yesterday. Green Bay did without Devontae Adams. Uh, also coming off its first loss, Green Bay, they took sole possession of first place in the NFC North, uh, coupled with Chicago's loss to Oakland. I'll say Green Bay minus seven. Whoa. I see anywhere from four to five. Oh, I Whoa. do see one straight six out there. Whoa. Yeah, I'm going to open five. I like the higher of all those, but, uh, you know, I think Detroit's better than we thought. I really do. I think Detroit's better than we thought. For I think sure. it's going to be a real good game. Yeah. yeah Green, Green Bay, been a, they looked really good yesterday, but a little inconsistent throughout the course of the year. So here's the problem, Chris. I like way too much. This is always a recipe for disaster. <laughs> way too okay. much. Uh, I like Dallas. If it's Luke Falk, I especially like Dallas um, in that yeah. game because you had it south of uh, south of 10. 
Um, I think the wrong yeah. team is favored in the Tampa Bay-London game. I think Tampa Bay should be favored, so I kind of like that. And New England, if it's less mm-hmm. than 17, I like New England. Like, I hate to be, again, Chuck McChalkerson, but uh, you have 17 yeah. here. But if it ends up lower than 17, I'm all over New England. And then there's other stray ones. Atlanta seems a little light to me. New Orleans might be. Seattle might be. I don't love those as much, but all interesting. Uh, if I have to, I, I have two that really kind of you know got me so far. Seattle, mm-hmm. I think I got the wrong team's favorite there, and I like Dallas. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, this is just the okay. kind of team that they feast upon, and uh, I think that they will certainly feast upon this Jets team. And listen, if it's Falk, I mean, yeah. you know, forget about it. Absolutely. But if it's Darnold, I mean, he hasn't played in a while. I don't know how sharp he's going to be. Chris, got but a... they just don't have many tools. Absolutely. So okay. we're simpatico, Dallas and Seattle. Chrissy, thank you. Sorry for the quick exit. We got to run. It's VEASAN. Enjoy baseball all day today. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.